Good morning and welcome to episode nine of the Quickie Podcast. Today's guest is Ben Hubbard from Ben Busy Design, a real cool Pacific Northwestern dude. He is amazing at type and hand lettering. He's worked with clients that you might have heard of, uh, some like Nike, Nordstrom, Zoomies, Amazon, Microsoft, but cooler than that, he'll even design a typeface for the back of your boat. As long as you pay the man, gotta make bread. Uh, I really enjoyed chatting with Ben. He's a really cool dude. And uh, without uh, wasting any more time, maybe just a little bit. Nope, that's enough. Okay, let's get to it. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Uh, hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Quickie Podcast. Today, I am with Ben Hubbard from Ben Busy Design. Ben, what's up? How's it going, man? It's going great. You ready for a quickie? Yep. Right on, brother. Uh, tell the listeners about yourself. Oh, you know, <laughs> those are those are the interview questions that are always, you know, throw me in the deep end. Um, yeah. I'm a designer from uh, from the Northwest. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. I uh, went to school at Western and have been designing uh, freelance in Seattle for since about 2012. Awesome. Um I've been I've been pretty much just about everything. I've touched all of it and uh, none of it. Almost it feels like. Um, and uh, yeah, so pretty standard Northwest uh, designer. You know, skiing, biking, that whole shtick, and then um, a huge pension for type, hand lettering, and sign painting. That's cool. So like a traditional Pacific Northwesterner. <laughs> You know, born and bred. I love it, man. Hey, why don't you give a shout out to uh, or name drop some of the clients you've done some work for? Um, Nike, Zoomies, um, Nordstrom, uh, Amazon, um, Microsoft is one I'm currently working on, as well as, you know, just some, you know, fun stuff. I've got project currently that I'm designing a pinup girl and <laughs> a logo for or like type face for a boat transom uh somebody's yacht that's cool um and it's and other projects that are you know designing sales pages for for microsoft spots um you know so it really is is jack of all trades it's what uh what comes and what i think would be interesting to a problem to solve that's cool i think i've heard a couple of those companies before so what was your childhood like and uh, do you feel that you had a creative childhood yeah I mean I think art art was always always sort of there Um, and I definitely definitely gravitated towards it I was always sketching and and that prompted um, you know art camps in the summer from you know getting put into those Um, and I, I don't think it was really till high school though that I like I was bit hard I would the computers had Photoshop and um 
it was the dumb Northwest kid of like, I'm skiing all the time. I want my own clothing brand. And that led me into like just making t-shirts and, and, uh, graphics for myself and my friends. And then, um, knowing that like, as, as I was making the decision to leave school, like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. How do I make sure I'm at least paid instead of being, the yeah, exactly. you know, for sure. And you know, it's as a freelancer, it's still like we were saying, it's, it's, it's ebb and flow. It's feast or famine. And it's still kind of, it's a challenge, but it's also, you know, uh, it's a fun ride to be able to like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm not feeling this project and step away from it uh-huh. unscathed is, is pretty cool where you're like, Oh, I actually really want to work on that project. And you get to take those opportunities as they come. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely to have that choice. Yeah. So take us back to when you first started noticing design out in the wild. What did what did you start seeing out there? Um, you know, I think it really did start um, like with graphics, like just t like the t shirt, like seeing what was cool. I mean, the punk. I was into a lot of punk music and there there was a lot of the fashion that was there like you were putting yourself um like onto a coat you know and painting through that um and I so I I started uh to notice things like that in in a graphic and artistic sense um and I think it was probably when I started to really understand design thinking in college that it started to become like noticing things like um one of those Murphy, like just design flaws in everyday, uh, design, like everyday interactions, like, um, like Murphy doors and shit like that. Yep. You're like, okay, that's like, like somebody clearly didn't consider design on something as little as like, which way this door opens. Um, and it being, you know, it really being something that carries through to, uh, everything. It's problem solving. It's not just making, it's prob- it's communication, problem solving, and making. It's not just pretty words, mm-hmm. or pretty, pretty graphics. Got it. What is something that you wish you knew when you first started out? Oh man, slow down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> solid for slow sure. Slow down. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> um, I yeah, like. I think it is one of the things that happens when you, you come out and you're, you're, you've been working in design school and these generally pretty lofty conceptual areas that allow you to like define the project or you were given a certain parameter that defined what was going down, but with a lot more freedom than is generally given to a fresh designer. A fresh designer would say you're still in school for the first two years, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't consider it that way, and I wish I would have. Um, is like slowing down a little bit more and a little less of the like. I'm not feeling this project. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> like so, when you come out, get off your high horse to settle yeah, down. Yeah, I would have gained some chops a little bit faster if I had been more willing to take a back seat yeah. and do the do the production work than um, pushing to be in the creative seat, the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. So for you then, how do you get 
a project started? Like when you're staring at that blank screen or the blank sketchbook page, how do you get the ball rolling? Um, I mean, it kind of depends um, on where or what type of project being that I work on so much. It kind of depends if I'm, if I'm taking a logo or doing a brand for someone, it is, it is much more a, um, conversation that will start my creative process. What do you like? What are the brand pillars? What are the elements that you're trying to communicate or your competitors and the like research that can start to give you a, um, view of the landscape that you're trying to communicate in. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, with, with that, it would, would be a conversation to paper to then, you know, maybe finding something. I'm a big proponent of, of like a pouring yourself into the work and, and, um, you know, a victory kind of approach of like feck perfection, you know, is just put something down and get the ideas on the paper mm-hmm. and make it authentic. And, and oftentimes that, that can be enough, um, to give it enough authenticity that, that cleaning it up only makes it, uh, sing more. So then what has been the most influential design of your life so far, either something you've seen or have been a part of? Man. Um, that is, that's tough. I mean, there's, what I've seen is probably more influential than some of the stuff I've done just based in being of the artist mind frame. You know, you're always your harshest critic. Um, Damn. I think some of the work and some of the stuff that was done for Google out of instrument in the early days when they were still growing quick, Uh um, I was an intern there and that was definitely some of the most influential and high profile work I'd seen to date and was just like wowed by it as a fresh designer. Um, you know, interning there and having people who could like both design and then could code circles around most of the developers in the room was a really humbling experience and watching them work on stuff that I'm still not allowed to talk about for Google. That was just like, what the hell? so yeah as a fresh designer that that one would definitely stick with you yeah yeah i mean and just skilled skilled people so do you ever run into creative blocks and how do you get past them uh yeah uh um yeah i've kind of been in one um as far as like type and stuff goes um and i been working trying to figure that out in the last couple of weeks picking up more projects has made it easier to get through the one that i've been recently in um and focusing on creating just creating making something happen and um and then going from there it it for me and my mindset it usually ends up being like pushed through um and or at least you know, work on something creative. Maybe it's not the thing that's blocking you right then. Mm -hmm. Um, and sort of just like 
<laughs> force it. Uh, you know, that it's, it's, it can lead to burnout, but mainly it's, it's about doing something else as opposed to the thing that's not getting solved or where you feel like you're treading water mm-hmm. uh, is go and make progress somewhere else where you can like really envision like, okay, that's done. I got that out of the way. I've made progress. And then going back, um, can really, you know, shake off the cobwebs. So it's almost like gaining momentum on other creative avenues yeah. and then that mo- taking that momentum and putting it to work. For me, at least, I mean, it can still, it, that methodology doesn't ensure the, that you, you uh, alleviate the stagnation of ideas, uh-huh. but it can give you a good start. That's usually where I begin. Um, if it's, if it's really bad and a true stagnation of ideas, I, I will often just <laughs> like leave it, like get away from it for a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget about it. Like, you know, just make something happen. As long as I'm within the, the deadline is just like, leave it for as long as I can and try and like read about it, get new ideas, find something that, um, changes your perspective. Oh, I like that. So what type of design is your favorite? Is it packaging, logo, user experience stuff, print? Um, I really love logo, but also uh, packaging and physical design is really um, the tangibility of bringing something like that into the world um, is much, much different than some of this other, some of the other um, ways of design like on the web that are exploding nowadays. Um, so it's, it's tactile and fun in that manner. Um, and very rarely do you get a 5am call, um, regarding, you know, the packaging because it's six weeks of production or something like that. Um, and you're not, and you're not getting the phone calls at 5am, like the website's down. (laughs) So I have a, I have a, a love for that and really just seeing something, you know, go big, you know, signs in REI or something like that. Whereas like, yeah, I did that. I put that there. That's me on that wall. That's cool. So has social media changed graphic design, the process of design? And do you think that it's beneficial or harmful? I don't know about the process so much. I mean, it is changed. We have less books now. You know, I remember coming up because I've been doing, you know, I sort of picked design early in high school. Uh And I remember the designers that I was able to talk to just having room libraries, rooms full of books that you were taking inspiration from. So there's a proliferation of that that allows for your self-promotion and those things to market yourself. And and that's a huge, uh, like... trying to think of the word um uh boom for the industry you know it it really makes it easy to connect with customers other designers whole teams mm-hmm. um i think it's also can the social media aspect can be stifling um it falls into the same sort of like instagram model type headspace where you're, you're 
constantly comparing and can hurt your creative juices by seeing people that are amazing at what they do uh-huh. and going, oh, shit, I'll never be that good. Yeah. Um, or just being, or like for some of my social stagnation is like, oh shit, that's, I, like, I don't want to represent myself with like that. That's not good enough. When, no, it's like, it's a journey, it's content and totally fucking post it, dude. Yeah. You know? Content, so, content, content. Right. So, um, I think it's a double edged sword. I think used correctly, it's, it's really beneficial and has definitely changed the way we design or, and think about communication at least at the very least. Um, but it is also that, that deep social media pit. It's, you know, clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. You can get lost. Uh, who is a designer or brand that you look up to or closely follow? And what is it about them that you like? Land work by work by land, uh, land boys. Um, they've got a, they've got their art style. They've got their design style and, and they're basically hired to do this really rugged, just sort of like cowboy design. And it's so authentically them every time you can just kind of like pick them out. Like they did that. (laughs) Um, And it's, you know, it's, genuine but then they make weird decisions like they just did the stump town coffees and like they've somehow successfully used hobo on as like the like one of the main fonts is like among six others and it's just like how did you wow okay (laughs) how did you do that it's 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 they're really inspiring and then they turn around and they make you know, really cool clothing, um, art and, and just generally seem like an amazing studio. That's cool. That's cool. So work by land. Work by land. Yeah. Cool. So how can design make a difference in people's lives? Um, I mean, I think it does daily. I think uh, design is calculated solution to a problem. Um, so, I, like, I mean, making a grocery list, you've designed your shopping experience. Um, I think from a graphic design standpoint, it's a little bit more dicey because a lot of it ends up being, like, marketing. You're, you're a salesman. You're selling shit. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's a matter of, like, making sure that when you're designing you're designing with every consideration be it who does it affect are you cool with that effect is it um you know like you know are you cool with designing a cigarette pack knowing what that means is 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 sort of ethical like ethical considerations within design um but I think it's also finding the things that you can contribute with your skill, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be teach somebody else or, or contribute graphics to a nonprofit you support. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of about enacting it on your own personal daily life. Is it not? Mm-hmm. No, I like that. So how do you gauge if your designs are resonating with their intended audience? 
Um, I, you know, I, there's Q and A and the you know, the, the, the technical answer. And then there's sort of just the gut feel. And I think that that, that feel is sort of what makes a designer a good designer. Uh-huh. But also, um, I, I think it's pretty obvious it, when they're not resonating. You know, we all watch like the Super Bowl commercials and like half of us in the advertising world were like, what the hell is happening? You know, mm-hmm. um, whereas like you can't, it's, it's also harder with something like a brand new logo and, and those types of, um, you know, it, it's about knowing the, knowing the customer base beforehand. So whether or not it resonates isn't really a question uh-huh. is my goal. Um, but then, you know, analytics, click rates, social media engagement, the like, you know, it's, it's only getting more and more complicated to gauge um, engagement. Yep. And sometimes that stuff, like the, the hard facts, the numbers, they, they need to, they need to be either doing the right thing. Well, that, and, and, and just, you know, one analytic click wrong and you're, you're measuring a metric that's of little to no value for you. So, um, it, it's one of those things that I, I, as an illustrator, art director, like someone who's very much on the creative side, um, am lucky enough in the positions that I have to have marketing teams and the, uh, skill of people who are highly versed in things like SEO and, and uh, customer engagement to me um, and the work that we do. Uh, so you let them worry about the ROI and you do the so, Yeah. So, I mean, there's some of it that's like, what's engagement? What is the real world? How does this function? But you're also making something that hasn't existed before. And so there's a definite level of like, what could it be? How do we push it? Um, to something that hasn't been seen before, you know, because if you're if you're sure it's going to get an engagement, or you're sure it's a certain way, you know, I feel like some of it is calculated, but it it should still be you should still be taking some risks. Uh-huh, for sure, well said. So then, take us to a design or a project you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result, and what was that like? Oh, man, I've, I've had so many. <laughs> um, you know, it kind of depends on what what kills the project or how it how it pans out. You know, I've had projects that um, you know I just don't like personality wise. You just don't mesh with the team, uh-huh. which is which is really significant in this um, in this industry it's a it's a weird sort of world where it, it, it a sort of hero agency of yours or someplace you're like shit they do cool work i really want to be there um doesn't have a cultural vibe or you know there's that sort of thing so you can walk away 
Um, I've also had things where projects go wrong, where passwords were forgot and websites went down for multiple days um, because things were lost and databases were misrepresented. And, you know, we sent down a site for a, like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important thing in any of the negative situations that I've been in is that you are accountable and you know, as much as you can be, you're writing a contract to protect yourself, but you're standing there and take it on the chin. Like this is not our intent. This is not what we have been working towards and we are doing everything to rectify the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's very rarely that, I've had the situation be killed creatively. Uh-huh. It's usually technical or, uh, you know, team-based. Yep. Or money-based. Money-based frequently. Yeah. So somebody's working on a project and then they just, oh, well, this isn't happening in this quarter, and they just pull the plug. Yeah, that's always tough in the creative field. Yeah. Uh, so what is a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of? Probably REI and the signage I did for them because it was the most complete. I was able to touch everything and I was able to create a language from a number of sites. They've created one campaign that was not carried out fully to how it would be executed throughout the store. Uh-huh. So I managed the creation of or the the extension of that language into wayfinding, uh, clothing signage, hang tags, um, promotional signage, and the general language that was used in the entirety of REI in the United States. That's cool. That's a, fe- uh, that's a feather in the cap. Yeah. Very cool. Really complicated. And um, one of those things that you don't really think about when walking through a store that like, oh, this was shit, like assembling these signs that like we basically had to make videos for in-store employees like, okay, here's how you do it right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You really don't think about until you're sending a thing and you're like, wait, that's just for women's and it's a palette of signs. Yeah. Um, It's nuts. Yeah. It's a really big scale. So what's a piece of advice that you would offer to new design grads looking to make their mark in the industry? Head down. I think, I think we kind of, I think it was kind of, I mentioned, touched on it before. Um, Like you, you aren't going to make your mark on the industry in the first two years. You know, almost no one does. Uh You have your whole career to make your mark. So head down, work hard you know, is the same thing I would have told myself is like, calm down. Two years is going to feel like a long time, but it's really not when you get like in retrospect, like looking back is like, damn, I did not need to leave Nordstrom that early or I did not need to leave. Well, actually I left Zoomies in my own volition, but you know, there's things where you're like, Oh, if I'd stayed a little bit longer, I could have learned a little bit more type things. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your whole career to make the mark. It's really about, there's so much in design nowadays. It's about finding what you want to do because like if I had pushed in some of the jobs that like 
So stay there, keep your head down, but also explore. You know, you're not going to make your mark in your first two years. And if I find things that you like, if I had stayed in doing UX like I had been doing early on, I'd hate it. Not my, not my shtick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just be aware that like, uh, one job does not your career make, you know, you don't need to do everything immediately. That's right. So then what is one design product tool website or community that you just can't live without? Well, tool, I would say probably pen and paper, <laughs> but a literal, literal, like actual design product. I mean, I could probably do everything with Photoshop, uh-huh. maybe Illustrator so I can scale it better. Yep. Um, definitely living in the classic, you know, suite. Um, but I think that limiting it to one is like the exact opposite of what I do. Like if I had my way, I'd have, you know, a metal shop connected to a graphic shop (laughs) with, you know, a pounce machine and easels all around. Like, you know, it's, it's not about, it's about solving a problem and creating something that's, you know, at least inspires joy, if not, has value to a client, to a customer, to an art viewer. Um, so, you know, find I like anything I do design is problem solving. So I think pen and paper is probably my go-to, but Photoshop number two. (laughs) Perfect. I'll allow the number two in there. (laughs) Awesome. That's the last question I got for you. I'm going to turn off record, but first, before I do that, I want to just say thank you very much for being on the quickie. It's been great having you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. We'll uh, definitely be in touch. All right. This is your host, Dave Hopkins, hopping back on at the end here. That was Ben Hubbard from Ben Busy Designs. Really great interview. I really had fun chatting with him. Um, I also wanted to say thank you for spending some of your very valuable time with us. I know that uh, in this world, everybody's hustling, everybody's busy, and I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day and listening to these interviews. I enjoy putting them together for you. I hope you enjoy listening to them. So thank you for that. Please don't hesitate to leave a review on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Um, I really enjoy reading them and I appreciate you taking the time out to do that. So thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll be up for with another one tomorrow. Double digits, episode 10.